So oh, I guess, okay. <laughs> I guess we, right. we can just go back in with the uncontrollable laughter for my hilarious with, jokes. So. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy sh! Whoa! <laughs> Holy typewriter, Bill Andy, that was hilarious. <laughs> Holy! <laughs> Holy snakes and ladders. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Erasable Podcast. We have some awesome new products from Baron Fig to discuss. Along with my wonderful co-hosts Johnny and Andy, we are also joined by our special guest D. Scalardi from the Weekly Pencil. How's everybody doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Doing great. Fantastic. Hey D. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so good to have you on the show. I'm a big fan. I think we're all big fans of your blog. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into gushing over that later. For sure, um, we we always start we always start off with tools of the trade. Um, indeed, you want to get us started with that? You want to? Sure. <clears throat> um, so, consuming wise, um, I'm boring. I'm drinking seltzer water. Me too. Um, <laughs> me three. <laughs> so, <Not> me. Um, <laughs> that explains your potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Quick time spell. <laughs> and uh, media-wise, um, I treated myself to a Nintendo Switch, so I've been playing the new Zelda game. Ooh, cool. I've seen some Which... like broadcast, some Twitch broadcast of that. It looks really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's good so far. I don't know how I feel yet, but yeah. I'm enjoying it. How is the Nintendo Switch to like to to use? I thought it would be awkward, um, and it is a little bit, um, you know, because when you attach the two little analog controllers, mm-hmm. um, you know, they show, like, a picture of people sitting down, holding them, like, at their sides, but, like, who controls a video game like that? Like, yeah. so you find yourself, like, kind of like, I don't know if you played video games, you know, when Nintendo was around, but moving your arms as you jump or try to move in the game, it's kind of like a weird, weird yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. And as far as the portability of it, um, I prefer that only because of the, uh, it's 720p, which I grumble at Nintendo for that. Uh-huh. But, uh, so it, the games actually look really good on the, you know, scr- handheld screen as opposed to on your TV. They look great on the TV, just, you know, obviously better yeah. on a smaller screen. So I'm hoping it's not a gimmick. You know, it's it's definitely worth it um, if you are a Nintendo fan. Yeah. Um, and then for my writing implement, um, Johnny actually um, got me to purchase the Bic Four and One Pen Pencil Combo. Yeah. Um, I was at. I got my I, commission check this week. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had to go to Target today after class before I went into work and. I wandered down the stationary aisle, and there it was. Um, I didn't even look at the price. I don't know how much it was, but um, I actually used it today um, while working with students. And even though I, I don't really like pen for paper editing, it was so convenient to switch back and forth between the red pen and then the pencil. So that that might be my new, you know, editor. Cool. I need to try one of those out. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> I don't, um, you know, like, obviously I'm going to switch out 
the lead that comes with it. It's kind of squeaky and I didn't really like the feel of it, but it's definitely worth getting. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I used to try to push all of the colors down at the same time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Just get it, get it um, jammed. It was kind of fun. Yeah. So I was <laughs> I was doing that today. and But no, it's, 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 really, it's really fun to use. So yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Um, wow, what am I doing? Um, so I have been reading, um, I mentioned a little bit in the group, um, there's a book, there's an author, Paul Oster, who I'm a big fan of. He wrote the New York Trilogy. Um, he wrote um, a few different books. And I think one of my favorites is a book called Oracle Night. Uh, it's about a guy who, he's a writer, he's trying to like, you know, write. <laughs> he, uh, he, has sort of this good for him yeah good good for him he has this <laughs> we don't all do that <laughs> he has the story within a story that's really interesting and sometimes it even goes three levels deep like there's a th like there's a character and he's a writer writing the story and in that story the character the character is an editor who's reading this novel so <laughs> it goes it's kind of like inception um a little bit but um, one of the things I really love about it is one of the main plot devices is uh, this notebook that he gets and um, he is just like instantly he's in the stationary shop and he's instantly attracted to this Portuguese blue notebook. And there's some covers where um, where they show you what they think the notebook is. So uh, super great. Um, I'm going to read you a, a quick quote from it. Um, there was also a stack of notebooks from Germany and another one from Portugal. He's in the stationary shop. The Portuguese notebooks were especially attractive to me and with their hard covers, quadrille lines and stitched in signatures of sturdy unblottable paper i knew i was going to buy one the moment i picked it up and held it in my hands there was nothing fancy or ostentatious about it it was a practical piece of equipment stolid homely serviceable not at all like the kind of blank book you'd think of offering someone as a gift but i liked the fact that it was cloth bound and i also liked the shape nine and a quarter by seven and a quarter inches which made it slightly shorter and wider than most notebooks I can't explain why it should have been so, but I found these dimensions deeply satisfying. And when I held the notebook in my hands for the first time, I felt something akin to physical pleasure, a rush of sudden, incomprehensible well-being. And so I, the first time I read this, I was just like, wow, it's, this is exactly the way I feel about notebooks. He, he sounds totally foreign to me. <laughs> right, yeah. The, what was the so idea. appealing about this? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's just me like three times a week. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's awesome. Um, what I love too is he talks about how he really loves the dimensions and it's slightly shorter and slightly wider than a regular notebook, which is one of the reasons I really like the Baron Fig Confidant. <laughs> mm. the, like the main now one of three sizes. Um, but um, there is a blog that tried to figure out what notebook um, it was that he was using. And they actually tracked down like from the 80s, some Portuguese notebook manufacturer. It's no longer in business. It's called the Firmo, F I R. -A F-I-R-M-O. Uh, I don't know how to say that in Portuguese, um, but they think that that's probably about it. So it's fascinating. The book's really good. Um, it's only sort of tangentially about a notebook, but it's really good. It's enough um, about a notebook, though. It, it's enough. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul Oster, I think, is one of our people. He, I don't know if he listens to this show. I may. I, I would hope that he would. <laughs> but um, he, he has another book about his typewriter. That's really great. Um, yeah, he's a... He's a stationary tool geek. Uh, and I am writing. <laughs> I, yeah. I am writing um, on that notebook, that notepad from Hester and Cook. 
that they have with the little like fake sequential numbers in the corner. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, and then I'm also writing, get ready for a scandal. I'm writing with a pen. I'm writing with the Pentel Stylo, which is um, the fountain pen. It's a, it's not a fountain pen. It's a it's a plastic. It's like a plastic fountain pen, I guess. Do you remember oh, me talking about before. that craft design and technology fountain pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the that. so Pentel makes that, and this is their own kind of like in-house brand of that. So, it's really good. It's like fun to use. I've been using it all day just for the hell of it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, I, guess, I think, in Fresh Points about it, but Elaine from JetPens came up to the city and hung out with us, and we had brunch, and then we went to Mido, so I bought it there. Oh, this is cool looking. I want one of these. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I'll send you one next time I go to Mido. Oh, so, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So that is me. Uh, Johnny, what is, your, um, what is your tools of the trade? So I've been very boring lately. We keep switching around to um, different series during which we fall asleep. So, yeah, I'm not finishing anything. But we just started National Treasure. Have you guys heard of this? It's on Hulu. Is that the Nick Cage movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> I was afraid of that. I thought it had something to do with that. It's got um, Robbie Coltrane, the guy that played Hagrid, who oh, yeah. is oh, nice. a British comedian accused of rape and sexual assault. So it's only four episodes. I've only seen two, but it's really, really, really well done. Hmm. Like the, the credits are like really, really creepy. Like reverse slow-mo of one is a car crash, one is Robbie in the shower, and the shower is going up. It's creepy. It's awesome. Hmm. Um, also... I finally didn't fall asleep through a movie. Then, have you guys seen Night Train to Lisbon with Jeremy Irons? No. It's like every no. famous European actor and actress is in this movie, which is why I watched it. But it was a cool story. It's on Netflix. It's about a guy who, um, he's a classics professor in Switzerland, and he has a really boring life. So he, through looking at a book, just kind of sets out on this really crazy little adventure that's really entertaining. And the rest of my life has been gel pens because we were talking about this earlier. I'm wondering if I might have a slight wood allergy. So, oh, yeah, that would be bad. Oh, yeah. Wopex. That help? I don't know. It's wood flower. I don't know if yeah. we do it, still yeah. do it. It might be worse. It might be like hyperaction. My fingers fall off. <laughs> <laughs> so to that note, I'm, I copied off D when I saw what she wrote in the, in the, uh, in the document, and I'm using the, the BIC 3 plus 1 pencil and pen set in the Field Notes Black Ice Edition, which matches it. And we had, you know, if you guys live on the East Coast, or near the East Coast, you know we had winter again. Mm-hmm. For I a while. Yeah. We do. There are no cherry blossoms this year in Washington, which is super sad. You could send some down this way. What's what's the weather outside right now in San Francisco? <laughs> 65. Oh, God. <laughs> Is there a zap button on Skype? Like, zap. <laughs> like on the Simpsons episode, my finger <laughs> slipped. Zap, zap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, how about, how about you, Tim? I, I think it was last night, night before, I finally watched the movie Arrival. Which is, have you, any of you seen that? Uh, no, I mean to. I need to. Oh, gosh. It's so good. I don't, it's one of those that, I mean, by the end of it, I we we rented it on Amazon, and I had had to commit myself as soon as we finished it to watch the last like thirty five minutes again. Not because it was really hard to follow, but just because I felt like I was with it, but only to a certain level, and I needed to like go back and like really re experience it again. Um, 
it's one of those like knowing what you do at the end of the movie, the rest of the the whole previous part that you've watched would be so much richer now watching it again. So yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but it's the yeah, it's the movie where the basic premise is these aliens show up at twelve different places around the globe, and they just kind of show up in this shell-shaped, huge ship that just kind of sits a little bit above the ground. Um, and they just kind of sit there. And then the humans have to all figure out why they're there and go inside of these ships and try to communicate with them. And they bring in a, a linguist to try to learn their language and communicate. And it's ah, it's fantastic. Uh, we had such a good time watching that. And I just started reading a, well, not just, but I guess last week sometime started reading Testimony by Robbie Robertson, who's the uh, he was the main songwriter and guitar player for the band, uh, as in the Which the band, band that played with Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they toured with Dylan from like I think it was like sixty five or sixty six until seventy two or I don't know something like that. Um, I can't remember the dates, but so they started out as this backing band for this guy Ronnie Hawkins, and then they played with Dylan and then Dylan renamed them from the Hawks to the band and then uh, which I've always been a big a big fan of them <laughs> yeah it's funny that Bob Dylan the guy who's like come up with a million words like I think uh-huh. I'll call you the band the yeah. band <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's a fantastic book it's a it's it's one of a, a new wonderful new trend in rock memoirs which is they write it themselves without a ghostwriter uh, I feel like pretty novel, I, right? I feel like at this point, um, Bob Dylan's just like, <laughs> just it'll just be rambling. <laughs> oh yeah, if he writes, yeah, writes a book. Like oh that yeah, yeah. yeah like he he will, I'm sure, at some point. But yeah. actually, yeah, he's the kind of person who's like, oh, I won the Nobel Prize, just to show him, I'm never going to write another book. <laughs> never right. write another book. <laughs> and actually, it's funny because the last three records he's come out with have all been cover albums, which is. Oh. Pretty hilarious. Like he won the he won the Nobel Prize and then he released a three disc like Sinatra cover album. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like was a pretty direct like eh, screw yeah. you guys. But Robbie Robertson's book, Testimony, is really awesome. So it goes from the beginning of uh, the band until they play their last concert, which is the last waltz. Which you've uh, there's a Martin Scorsese documentary film about that concert where it was the band saying goodbye and they brought in Everyone. It was like Eric Clapton, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Van Morrison, Frank Muddy Sinatra. Waters. <laughs> yeah, no. Neil Diamond, weirdly. Yeah. Um, really? The, yeah, yeah. He was, wow. Yeah, there's there's some funny stories, which I won't get into, but about like them, somebody, I think it was Bob Dylan or someone like quarreling with Neil Diamond backstage. Like, or no, it was, it was Neil Young. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Um, but anyways, awesome book. It's actually really well written. And then kind of along with that, I've been listening to an album called Before the Flood, which I hadn't listened to in a long time, uh, which is a live album from Bob Dylan and the band. that I actually remember like first finding out about in middle school because my friend's mom had it in their minivan, <laughs> which is like really weird. I have this really clear memory of hearing something and be like, what is this? Mrs. Noah, what is this? I thought we were talking about she the She handed film. me the album cover. and like, I'm... You thought what? I thought we were talking about the film before the flood. I'm sorry, you cut out, and I totally cut you off. Oh no, that's, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's the album, the live album before the flood, which was Bob Dylan and the band. Ah, I'm thinking of the, uh, the documentary from 1975. Oh yeah, the DiCaprio documentary. I haven't seen that yet, but so that's what I've been consuming. I am writing with a Blackwing 56 hmm. for you, Johnny. 
Ugh. And uh, <laughs> and the reason is that inspired by D coming on the podcast, I decided to use one pencil for a week. And so I used I I started a new 56 with the red eraser because baseball season's coming and I wanted a little Cubs pencil and I've been using it since like last Wednesday and it's almost uh deceased. And I'm writing in a moleskin hardcover pocket notebook that I've had for a long time and pulled back out and restarted. So, do you have a headache from looking at that stripe for a week? No, no, not at all. I've been trained, though, seeing those pinstripes run around the baseball field. It's easier you, for me. Do you know the um, newscaster Scott Simon, Tim? He's uh, he's really host weekend edition on on NPR. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He uh, he just uh, released. I think today he might have announced it. He wrote a book about the Cubs. Really? Yeah, I'll find a link and put it in show notes. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all I got. So, you guys want to get into Fresh Points? Yeah. yeah. All right, Dee, why don't you start us off? All right. Um, I don't have much. Um, I'm really excited about um, Caroline's book um, being released in the U.S. Um, she said end of the month, I think first week in April. So, that's soon. It should. It, um, it, yeah. it for a little Can't while, was... Yeah, the release date on Amazon for a little while was kept changing, so hopefully they settled on something. Yeah, when I talked out. to them last, she said around the end of the month. Okay, cool. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I also inquired about a book release party, and she said she was thinking about that, so that'd be pretty cool if that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And another thing from CW, which is the freshest of my fresh points, is the new editor pencil um, that CW and um, Karen Dash um, collaborated on. Um, yeah. Harry, are you some... listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. It's... <laughs> It's kind of really what I've always been looking for. Um, as someone who edits student papers, I, I work in a writing center at a community college, so I'm constantly editing papers. And I really like um, the Karen Dash, I think it's the 999, the, the red and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really use the blue that much, so it turns out where I'm just left with a blue pencil because I use up all the red. Um, yeah. So this is actually kind of a little perfect um, because we have uh, log sheets that we have to use, which I use pencil for, but now I can just use the pencil and. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a great idea because it like, you know, I feel like the blue is for something that is like, it's, it's for like mimeographs or like photo, um, photocopiers, right? It's like non, non-photo blue. So we mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of that anymore. So I feel like the, the graphite, and the red just like is a perfect compromise between like kind of old and new, and it looks so good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the uh, the only time I use the blue is if I get a student who I can tell is already a little upset about their writing, so I I don't want to be so harsh with the red, so I'll use Ooh. the blue end. <laughs> but but really, there's no there's no use for it. So I like that it's it's pencil. I wish it was. Um, a little bit softer of a core like it says hb um number two but i wish it was a 2b mm-hmm. um but that's just me how do, um how, how does the red side write 
it's very um if it's the same core as the 999 um it's soft but not waxy if that makes sense it's very vibrant mm-hmm. red um nice like usually usually i have to sharpen every page so if i edit like a double spaced paper every page that i edit i have to sharpen on average so it is kind of soft but i do like how vibrant it is nice yeah it looks really good i'm i'm excited to see like house more house brand cw pencil pencil stuff like you know besides just like bags and and gifts and buttons and things like that yeah Yeah, no that's really cool i didn't expect that at all yeah um cool and then I wish I had a fresh point about the Blackwing limited edition, but we, I don't have We that. wish too. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be out this week probably. We're going to like just miss it. Yeah. Do you All those other kinds of blogs will pick it up. How did you um How do you know that, Johnny? Oh, I thought it was a speculation from last week. Oh, I kept maybe. saying next week. Yeah. Okay, maybe I just so, missed it. Yeah. Who's your informant? Podcast will beat us. <laughs> Somebody's knocking at the door right now. Where'd you get your info, Gamber? <laughs> I don't know for sure, I swear. Like, I don't know if it's my anticipation or are they late in releasing this edition? Like, I feel like it should have been done already. I think this one's a little late. Well, not by much, right? It was just like a last week. Yeah. So it was compared to last year for this quarter, it was about around now. So. It just feels like, but I was I was texting Johnny and Andy. I was thinking like it, it felt like it had been longer. I don't know what that was about, but it just felt like it had been forever since a new one had come out. Um, yeah, Jones think for that and uh, write notepads. Yeah, which is also overdue. Do you have any yes. inside info on that, Johnny? I do. <laughs> do you want to share it with the class? Nope. <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy. This is Baltimore. We have to get you more. Um, <laughs> More Dayquil, and then you'll then you'll talk. <laughs> no, later on when the Nyquil comes out, I I pin a blab on Nyquil. <laughs> I'm a big boy; I take a little more than you have to. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, Andy, what about you? <clears throat> all right, I have a few of them. One is just a uh, status update for all of you who have ordered a lapel pin. Um, uh, it is it has been ordered. Uh, I'll have plenty more to sell in case you didn't get your um, get your name in, so don't worry about that. Um, and yeah, they should be in by in two weeks ish. So if we do that, then I just need to package them up and get them up to you. So thank you very much. Uh, if you still want to order a lapel pin, go to erasable.us/shop, and we will also have um, stickers back in pretty soon. So gosh, I'm so freaking fun. excited for these pins. Yeah, they look really good. They look like the the mocks that I've seen. Um, another thing, so this is actually a pen fresh point. So I don't know why it's so penny in here today, but um, I do. Are you guys familiar with uh, Skillcraft pens? Have we talked about this before? Yeah, my dad was yeah. in the army. Yeah. So um, so it's a a brand of pens that are made for the federal government and the and the military. Uh, they also have a whole line of other things. They're made apparently in a factory in the U.S. by blind people. Like they're assembled, they're manufactured and assembled by by blind people. So um, a friend, a coworker of mine, uh, had a Skillcraft pencil and she sharpened it and it was just it just looked awful. Um, she was like, "What's? Why am I doing this wrong?" And I realized that the lead was um, 
just super like misaligned, like like not centered in there. So, um, so the pencil we were talking about the pencil that led to talking about the ballpoints, and we I finally just started looking it up, um, and apparently it meets um, sixteen pages of military specifications. The pen does. Um, including a requirement to write one linear mile and be able to write in extreme hot or cold temperatures. So here are some other interesting bits of trivia about like like things that it has to write. So uh, it's popular with Navy pilots because it measures 150 nautical miles from end to end on flight maps, which is cool. You can use it to measure on flight maps. The metal tip is exactly the regulation length female service members are allowed to grow their nails. Uh, the pen is... Apparently, the pen is made to fit into any military uniform pocket without being seen. Uh, some br military branches train troops to use the bottom portion of the barrel as an emergency tracheotomy tube. And, and also, military members have said that the bottom of the barrel is also the exact length of a two-minute fuse. So that's, um, that's really interesting. I, I am still... <laughs> uh, Tiger, Tiger Pens, the blog, um, wrote about this, and I'm still trying to actually like make sure this isn't fake news <laughs> um but apparent apparently um i didn't realize this that um skillcraft that skillcraft makes a gel ink pen um, yeah they make a lot of stuff yeah i have never seen one of these and i would be excited about it because i just have like the kind of uh, crappy ballpoints that they have and it's not it's not a good my dad pen. has some some of oh. the gel pens really somewhere he when um Toward the end of his career, he was in the gel pens, so he stocked like a lot of them. Yeah, he well, by stocked I mean hoarded. <laughs> this is why he military hit, spending is going up, Johnny. <laughs> when he retired, <laughs> I found like a milk crate of G twos. Yeah, wow. but um, I found cool. some of the recycled version with fine tip points that were from two thousand in his garage recently, and a couple of them still work. Hmm. And his garage isn't climate controlled, so they're pretty pretty badass pens. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, I have no idea if any other stuff's true. Yeah, I'll have to verify it and post about it. Um, but yeah, that that was that was fun. Uh, that was just today. Um, I do want to mention uh, Les Harper in our group. Um, she has a um, series of notebooks. Uh, they're no brand branded. Um, she's been making them to fund the purchase of a um, corner rounder, which she actually has bought. But she has a bunch of packs in the store, like in her Etsy shop, which we'll have a link in show notes to. Um, yeah, they're really cute. They're um, dot grid. They have really beautiful plain covers. Um, they come in sharp corners, but I would assume now that she has a corner rounder, she would do them in um, in rounded corners as well. Uh, but yeah, they look beautiful. I still need to order my set. Um, have oh, have you guys, set. Johnny? You got your set, right? Yeah, I got the '90s set. And. Uh, do you um you ordered a set? Right? I will I'll be getting two now because Les is also making neon, which is as we mm. all know, my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be getting two sets. Nice. I got the rainbow set and then the neon. Awesome. Nice cool. I haven't ordered Papers. any yet, but I'm definitely planning on it. Yeah. Paper is super out. nice. Which um what's the nineties nostalgia edition, Johnny? Um, it was like three different versions of blue and teal. Hmm. It just sort of brought Angela Chase to mind. Yeah, and my so called life is streaming on Hulu now, so that's awesome. Nice, yeah. So yeah, uh, link in show notes to her Etsy shop. 
they're pretty great. Uh, they are they are cheaper than Field Notes. They're cheaper than Write Notepads, Baron Fig, in 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 cost, but I don't know about quality. They were packed better. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. She has a bone folder, and they so shipped quicker. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, that is the no brand notebooks. Um, I do also want to mention uh, there's a a blog that I only sort of recently came um to just be aware of. It's I was saying ink inkpothesis, but it's actually inkpothesis because it's like hypothesis. Um, if you've seen that, um, so it's March, and if you like basketball, you're probably watching a lot of college basketball. Um, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but my wife is, so there's always basketball in, on the ha- in the house. Um, no Hoosiers this year, though. Yeah, no Hoosiers. They went to the NIT, but then um, they lost in the first round, so that's sad. Um, <laughs> so uh, so Inkpothesis has a pen-pencil bracket. There's two divisions that are pencils. There are uh, two divisions that are pens. I don't know what's going to happen when they finally play each other, because... They're like comparing apples and oranges. Like you can't compare a pencil to a pen. But uh, Jacqueline from Hypothesis um, has that up there. So you should go vote. Um, I'll have a link in show notes to her blog. Uh, uh-huh. So here's something weird that I bought at. Um, so I went to. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this after we started recording or before, but um, Elaine from JetPens and I um, and Katie, my wife, went to Mido the other day. And I found this really weird notebook called, um, it's a standard issue notebook. It's made by a company called Design Works Inc. And it's not INC, it's INK. It took me until I said it out loud to understand what that was. But it's a, <laughs> it's a Nashville-based company, Frank, well, Franklin, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. And what's really weird about, them, about this notebook is that it, um, how do I describe it? It looks like a Japanese rendition of like a like Americana like tool and die based notebook. So it's an American company making a Japanese interpretation of an American notebook. That's probably not actually the case. It just that's what it reminds me of. It has hardcovers like those really thick cardboard stock. Um, it has really specialized pages with like a date selector at the top and a place to put your subject line. And there's, it's very like tightly ruled. It's really weird. Um, It has a bunch of conversion charts in it. Uh, And the coolest thing about it is that it has a um, little, let me pull this out of here. It has a little um, plastic ruler, like three inch long ruler. And it has a bunch of little like shape stencils in it uh, for bullet journaling. So you can use this to like make an X or a check mark or a arrow or a star or a heart or anything. Um, yeah, it's very strange. Um, I was intrigued right away, kind of like Paul Oster and his Portuguese notebooks. I saw it and I was like, I really have to buy that cause it's very odd. Um, it's time zones in it. It's really weird. So link in show notes. Um, the standard issue notebook number three is what it's called. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really cool looking. Do you have one, D? No, I'm looking at their webpage and now I'm going to spend mm. money, but <laughs> <laughs> it um it has an elastic strap on the end of it. Um presumably so it it's kind of like the the Blackwing slate notebook in that the um the hard covers are not connected to each other. There's just a really thick like binding in the middle. Um and there's this really interesting like big wide elastic strap that goes around the spine and you can just like tuck a pen just right in there or a pencil um so yeah 
it's really cool looking. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. The paper doesn't seem like it's great quality, but whatever. Speaking of notebook, um, well, actually, I think that um, Tim's going to talk go a little it. bit about this later. No, no, no. You, you totally should do this. <laughs> You know more about it than I do. I haven't used it. Um, the big news is so I'll, I'll just I'll just tell I'll just say the big news and then Johnny and Tim will get into like the different sizes. But uh, the big Baron Fig news is that um, the Confidant now comes in three different sizes, which is really cool. Um, yes. They have their regular size, their flagship size. They have plus and they have um, uh, they have a small one. So uh, the really big news for us um, for our pencil podcast is that they. Their, at long last, their quarterly Archer edition came out. Yay! Yay! Oh. <laughs> it's called oh. uh, <laughs> it's called Snakes so and Ladders. Pretty. It is very pretty. Um, it is Snakes and Ladders. It's red. Um, has a little snake on it and a little ladder on it, and it's about sort of like the rises and falls of the creative process. Um, yeah, it's just really beautiful. It's allegedly. Um, it's allegedly uh, the same graphite grade as um, as their old archer, and actually Joey has said I think in the Baron Fig Fanatics group that it is. However, uh, a lot of people see like seem to think that it's different. Um, it's like a little bit softer, mm -hmm. and there could be some um, variations in the the batch. So, um, yeah. so yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. We can just go ahead and talk about them. Uh, yeah, like. I mean, mine—they're so beautiful. They're great looking. Oh my god! But they—they've—they've got to be softer because I have—I've sharpened two. And Andy, I was texting with you. I was trying yeah. to not give it away to to Johnny because because yeah. <laughs> he hadn't gotten his yet. Yeah. But my first one sharpened down like halfway, and I was like, like half the pencil was gone. Yeah. I like sharpened it all the way, just kept breaking and breaking and breaking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then I, then it was fine. And then I sharpened another one. It sharpened great, like no problem. So I must have just had a dud, which of course, like obviously, happens with pencils. Yeah. But even as I write, like it seems like if I get a too long of a point on it, mm -hmm. it just kind of breaks off. So, which I know the majority of people who are buying these, I imagine, uh, will not be using a masterpiece and <laughs> getting a like obnoxiously long point. So when you use like a normal, you know, civilian sharpener, yeah, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna. They're probably great, but yeah, it, it definitely seems a little, little softer, a little chalkier, or something. Because I was actually trying to write in the my pocket notebook that I was talking about the this just moleskin hardback pocket notebook, and I just had to just to test it out, and I was not really digging it because it just chewed it down pretty quickly. But um, but I also had a like I said an obnoxiously long point on it, <laughs> but um, obnoxiously long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, borderline offensive. How long my the point was on that pencil? So but they look good, man. Gosh, yeah, they satisfied in that department because it's it's cool to think about the in the future with the special editions how they can do things like this. That when you think about the change between the sort of flagship one and this one, it's not like a drastic change. It's a, it's just a a variation of colors, but it was super satisfying, you know, and with the little design. And they're going to put great attention into having different imprints on them. You know, unlike Blackwing, yeah. which are cool and they have these different kinds of additions, but they're not going to play with that kind of stuff so far. Yeah. But yeah, the Johnny little snake, the snake icon is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, you had some, some weirdness with yours, right? Yeah, I had like four of them that are really <clears throat> off-centered, the cores. Hmm. 
Which is, I mean, I didn't pay for them, so I don't really care that much. But <laughs> yeah, had I paid for them, I might not be that happy about that. But the rest of them are, are very good, and the paint is v- possibly better than the Archer, and the Archer was very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no complaints with the finish. Yeah, I wonder if um, because it was a much smaller batch than their original Archers, I, I would assume. I don't actually know that. Um, I would think that. I wonder if there's maybe just some like weird quality control issues as they figure out like as they navigate like the shadowy worlds of sourcing a pencil yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but i appreciated that yeah. they did a different package too because that had to be an extra expense they could just put them in the regular package yeah be a yeah, surprise totally. like what color are they going to be i don't know yeah, yeah. Cool. it was definitely it was totally satisfying they're they're yeah, handsome but... pencil right there this is this is a winning <laughs> a winning addition i think yeah Although I'm going to save a lot of mine for the autumn because they look very autumnal. I, I thought they looked kind of Valentine's Day-y. Ooh, I'll save half for that too. Yeah. Right in, right in a fire spotter with it. Oh, I, <laughs> I think a, I have two of those left. I have a real quick observation. Um, if you go to their, their homepage, is yeah. anyone else bothered by how those pencils are sharpened? Yes! <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad someone else said Going it. there right now. They... They have. It looks like they used a, a wedge that had a broken. Blade. Oh lord! <laughs> yeah, they just used like yeah, like a plastic comb that they found, <laughs> or like one of those. Um, what are they called? The mapeds that they're target. The is that how you say it? Oh maypeds? yeah, those little things. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not doing justice yeah. to a really pretty pencil. But I feel like yeah. I feel like that totally makes makes my point in like a totally understandable way that it's like. Most people are probably going to use a pencil like point. that. <laughs> Most people would look at that and be like, oh, cool, pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It makes your point. So do we want to keep the Baron Fig talk going? Uh, sure. sure. Johnny, uh, tell us about the one of the new confidant editions. So the first of the confidants that we have to test is, I'm calling it the baby, ba- wait, what did I call it? I forgot. The baby Baron, because it's super tiny. It's it's about the size of a pocket moleskin. I think it's a little wider and a little shorter, as you know their di- their dimensions are a little more square than a moleskin. But oh. it's so cute. I was thinking of it as the confidette. <laughs> That's kind of sexist. Yeah, I that, when I said it, then I realized that. So. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know if it is. <laughs> Typewriter bill that out. Wait, I totally we'll just pretend it was attention. something really. We'll just pretend it was something really vulgar. That I, okay. Yeah. No, that wasn't that bad. I'm just kidding. I'm, bust, I'm busting balls. So I better build that up. So I think this has less pages or fewer pages than a, than a big one. And it's tiny, so it's like ultra pocketable. But I want an elastic on it because it keeps opening, as uh, confidants tend to do. But that's those, no, little, no those little ones, I've noticed that they're very, like, they don't lay flat like, like the other ones do quite as well. You have to, yeah, you have to bust it a little bit, but then it does. I don't mind busting a notebook up. It's all good. It's all good. But um, I got the blank um, charcoal, I think, edition. It's super pretty. And I don't know if you guys noticed, when when Redfig first came out, the um, the bookmarks would fray like crazy, but they don't fray anymore. Yeah, I, um, I noticed that. I don't know when that changed, but... It's uh, nice. I think, I, mean, they, I think it changed after they got all the feedback that it was that it was fraying because they yeah, like, they listen. Yeah, there's like a second iteration, I guess, of of it from like the original Kickstarter variety. 
Yeah, so yeah. I I appreciate the little boxes that they come in, especially with this tiny one because you could put it in the box and then stick it in your bag. Yeah. And it's safe and secure. And also, I'm trying to figure out what I could put in this box. It'd be good for like, you know, bullet pencil nubs. Does does your does your colleges all have like the guy who stands outside and hands out like little Bibles? Thankfully, no. No, I, w- I went to a really <laughs> to liberal a, school. They probably so, shot him. So I went to I went a, to a Christian school. So that's true. You already had little Bibles. You already had them. Well, <laughs> well, I went to a uh, public university full of heathens, and there was like in in the Bible Belt in Indiana. Um, so there there was a like guy from some church who would just like stand on like on the campus and hand out little like New Testament Bibles. They're just about this size, um, and like you know, besides being a Bible that was handed to me with kind of against my will. I it was a really like satisfying like thing to hold in my hand and a really good size. This is kind of that size. Feels really good mm-hmm. in my hand. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably gonna get more use out of the big one, but I like this one more. Yeah. I just want to like pet it and cuddle it. Okay. <laughs> I said this before there's some, there's something cuddly about their notebooks. The texture of the paper is very soft. And the they're fabric covered. I love cloth covered notebooks. Even the inside it's like hmm. The color is like a little soft. It's not quite white. How about Confidito? <laughs> <laughs> is that better? I like <laughs> That's that. so much better. That sounds like a that sounds like a, a stationary cowboy. <laughs> yeah, it's also cool. I like it. That's what I want to be. I want to be the stationary cowboy someday. <laughs> that could be their next edition. The stationary Call cowboy. Me the stationary cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> the Confidito, and it looks like a poncho. I'll, I'll be I would buy Tim B. Tim, and my horse will be named Confundito. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting there this morning with my children, and I got a text from Chris Roth from Write Notepads that Draplin emailed him. I'm like, okay. He doesn't oh, email me. <laughs> so um, he's coming to Baltimore on April 3rd. So if you're in or near Charm City, he'll be at University of Baltimore, which is like, you know, literally the middle of the city, catty corner from the train station. Is so Is Chris... And Draplin going to do something together? That would be amazing. Well, last time he was in town, um, Chris texted me from one of our um, local brew pubs. Like, hey, I'm hanging out with your, with uh, Aaron Draplin. And I was like, I don't think that's actually funny. But then he sent me a picture, <laughs> and he actually was. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I thought it was a joke I didn't get. I'm like, what, do you have a field notes? I don't get it. Uh, but no, they, so, so they cool. were hanging out at the bar. So they maybe need to I go scrounge a, myself an invite. They need to do a special line together. Like... Because Draplin can do field notes. He doesn't have to. It's like, yeah, whatever the hell he wants to do. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like, get him, give him some beer, give him the Heidelberg. We like to do something cool. So are you going to go to the lecture? Yeah. I think I actually get to have a date night, assuming I can uh, pass my children off on someone. If he has any ultra-rare <laughs> additions, like for sale in the shop, would you pick me up some? Oh, hell yeah. And some of those oh, patches. Man. The field notes patch. I was wondering. Oh, yeah. I need a field notes patch. Definitely. I'm your man. And if he has any of the uh, the USA edition, I will. Ooh, yeah. I wonder if oh. I can quarter him and get him to record an intro for the podcast. Oh, yes. That would be amazing. Like a really vulgar one that we can, like, typewriter <laughs> bell all over the place. But we wouldn't because it's Aaron Graplin. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Erasable I'll put, an ex- I'll put an explicit tag on that. I don't care. He and I can have a awesome. cursing competition. I bet I win. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Challenge accepted. <laughs> doubly so if i've had like a whiff of beer <laughs> like my breath smells like beer and now i'm really allowed to cuss yeah. 
So um, my other fresh point is a series of fresh points, because as we were talking about before, the new um, big four-color pen where they replace green with um, a pencil, um, there's all this cool new stationary stuff in the stationary Allied Target. So there's that. There's some new big pens that are called the Jelocity. I guess they're supposed to compete it's with a terrible the, um, name. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> they, horrible. <laughs> they're, you know, fast-drying gel pens. So, like, I, all the fast-drying ones bleed into the paper. That's why they dry faster. So that's your trade-off. Um, they have G2s with a stylus on the butt, which is pretty tight. Um, and they have the brush version of the Pentel Sign Pen, which is only newly available in the U.S., I think. They have the whole set there for like 20 bucks. What? So that was hard to leave. But if you want to spend money on yourself and stationery, go to Target. Yeah, they just redid their uh, aisles, so everything's nice and neat. At least at my yeah. Target, usually it's a disaster. So, it's like so. I go to two regularly. One looks like, you know, it's just back to school, but they have all the new stuff, but you just can't find it. The other yeah. one's very neat, but it's like last year's crap. Yeah, pretty much. But I have without the spawn, I go to Target a lot. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, without the spawn. Yeah, formula, baby food, things that have been pooped and peed on and need to be replaced, you know. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> How about you, Tim? <laughs> well, uh, keep the Baron Fig uh, topic going. The other, only, we talked about the pencils, we talked about the Confidante, or the Confidantito, <laughs> whatever it said. I can't, I can't even remember now. Uh, but then... The, the one I'm just most excited about and really pumped up about is the Plus. The Baron Fig Plus, which is the large size. So now they've got a small, and then like a medium regular size, and then a large. And the large comes in, uh, I don't know, I don't have the dimensions right offhand, but it's it seems about, would you say like 75% bigger than I, the original I think it's the original seven, one? 7 by, oh shoot, I had it right here. S- Seven by ten, maybe. Seven by ten. Yeah, that's their website real somewhere around there. Yeah, but I, you know, I've kind of become over the last couple of years, I've become kind of obsessed with this size of notebook, just for writing stories and things, and I I like to to work in a notebook that size. And it started with the Piccadilly had a size that was similar, which I really liked for a while, and I bought a bunch of them, and then kind of got sick of them because then once I got into that was actually right before I really dove in deep the pencils and then before we even started the podcast when I got all those and it's, it was just a little too toothy and then I got uh, thanks to the awesome folks at Leuchterm I got the the master notebook master big thing master. I mean that is, thing is enormous <laughs> it is yeah. it's even bigger than the plus and it's it's almost so big where it seems a little obnoxious like I feel like I should be recording like a bootlegger's profits in it or something <laughs> or like recording all of the the kids who are enrolling at Hogwarts or I don't know it's just so big <laughs> that I, I I really yeah it, it felt to me when you say Hogwarts that just reminded me it, it does feel like you're writing in like a just a really big substantial important book yeah like yeah, I think I thought, oh, yeah I think just some, there's something about that size that just makes it feel really important made me feel like I needed like a little green see-through visor on like while uh-huh. I wrote in it yeah. like <laughs> you should be waiting it, it in a quill or so something big. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um 
So it was. It's really nice. The paper's awesome, and I and I will finish using it. I've, I've used it for. I only used it for one story, and then I'll, but I'm sure I'll come back to it. But this one is just a. I'm such. A, I've become such a Baron Pig fanboy, in general. Um, that I, I pretty much only if from using a medium sized notebook, pretty much only use the Baron Fig Confidant. And now with this plus, gosh, I'm pretty well hooked. It's like I feel like I've got everything covered in, in the hardback notebook category. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I got mine in uh, dot grid. Which is pretty cool. I'm kind of excited about that. I was I usually use plain, like just a blank uh, blank sheet, but the the dot grid is really nice, uh, the, really subtle, which we've talked about before. And it is, have, yeah, it is seven by ten. How many lines do you take up when you write? To be honest, I don't even. I've gotten to the point where I don't even pay attention. Like I actually like have found that when I'm writing, like in this pocket notebook, this lined moleskin, like I don't even stick to the lines, which is sort of weird. I don't know how I can do that without like losing my mind, but I just I just write so fast that it's like I'm not even paying attention. And I'd probably drive my kids crazy because whenever I write notes on their paper and I have like plenty of open lines to write a note, I'll write like at an angle like, across <laughs> the lines. <And> they probably <laughs> think I'm <laughs> they, they probably think I'm insane, but um. So yeah, I don't know. I'd have to. I, w- I would think I'd probably use somewhere around three because I've got pretty big handwriting and my big cursive. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of the plus? Love it. I I like the I, – I think it is, like, just too big for me to be, like, something I carry around. And, and really, like, I, I like the flagship size because it's just, like, just really nice to just carry around in my hand, kind of along with my computer, along with an iPad or something like that. So I – It's so I, comfortable. Yeah. yeah. The way I use it, I don't have much of a use case for that really large one, but – I appreciate that it exists because if I was like, you know, trying to map something really big out, I would. Uh, it would be really useful. It's more pages too, right? I it's two. Yeah. It's two hundred eight yeah. pages. Yeah. And yeah. For for me, I write I write so slowly in them because I just like fill up a page with information that like I would never use that one up. Like it would be disgusting and falling apart by the time that I would even get around <laughs> to like. Did you get a dot grid dot grid as well? Um, I think actually mine, let me look right here. It's a charcoal colored one, which is a really attractive color. And I have a lined one. They sent me a lined one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really pretty. It's a just I, anything that's fabric bound. I really like, and they did a really just good job with that. So, um, yeah, I like that a lot. I'd love to see that in just some other, some other colors too. Yeah, this would be good for like an Anarimo project. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. if you you know just wrote on the lines, you could fit a fifty thousand word novel in there. Oh, totally. Yeah, not That's a lot I'm of totally pages. stashing my own away for that. <laughs> hey, well, maybe not. I mean, you could write pretty small, but still, like, be part of the fun. Yeah, definitely. The mechanical pencil just rock. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> typewriter bell that out <laughs> use a Faber Castell Castell 9000 HP with a very long point use those words around this, these parts I'm sitting here with a thing that's got three pens and a mechanical pencil in it <laughs> I'm already there um, so aside from the Baron Fig Plus which I think is a A plus if I may um, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> for that but uh also wanted to talk about the new poster from 
CW Pencils, which if you haven't seen it, which I hadn't seen it until very recently, <laughs> uh, it is pretty awesome. So what they did is they, if you haven't seen it yet, they took a, uh, they made basically like a grid. It's like something that you would put samples on for like a shadow box. And the, po- the poster actually kind of looks like a shadow box but a like one that defies gravity because these pencil shavings would fall away but they've split it into it is uh 30 i think is that right i think so yeah 30 different kinds of pencil and so in each little square which there's not actually a square but in each in each little spot they've got the shavings of 30 different kinds of pencils i love this which is it reminds fascinating how different they are it reminds me of those um posters or pictures you see that's like you know, some spices or some grains or something like that. Yeah, and some of them have a, yeah, they, yeah like you said, they, they have different colors and different leads, but also some of them are ones that sharpen, and you know you've seen these before, they sharpen in, like, chips. Yeah. Or whatever, like, they, they, they come off of chips. Is that what you just said? No, I was saying... Um... Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just I like had out. that moment where I was like, wait, did I just repeat to somebody else? <laughs> somebody what they just said. Um, yeah, and I can't see on the poster on the website uh, the text at the bottom. Um, yeah, it's a key. Like I think it's a key to what that pencil is. Oh, wait. Here we are. Okay, so I'm just using the like zoom function on uh, Mac. Uh, it doesn't really yeah. work, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, go check it out. It's a very cool poster. It's fifteen bucks and made by the fine people at CW Pencil Enterprise. And I will definitely be getting one of these for my uh, for my office. Those are cool, for sure. Man, that was a hefty fresh points <laughs> section. Sorry, Dee, we don't have any time um, to talk about about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. Nice. Like the going to become the uh, the Matt Damon of our podcast. We're like, sorry, didn't have any time for you, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> the Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's fresh points, and now let's let's uh, dig into the main topic, which is talking to the wonderful D from the Weekly Pencil. And I, I have to say, I'm a big fan of your blog, and I it like blew my mind today that I didn't follow you on Twitter yet. Like I was trying to find your Twitter account. I was like, what? what? I wanted to tag something, and I and I didn't follow you, and I I couldn't believe. I don't know how that happened, but um. I, I really like it because I feel like your blog, uh, which the concept will have you kind of talk about in a second, but it really scratches the itch I have for the like minimalist idea of stick to something for a while mm-hmm. and try it for a long time, which I, of course, rarely do because so much awesome stuff comes out every month, but I try really hard. <laughs> and it's like when your blog came out, I remember thinking, yeah. oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but could you start by just telling us like what inspired you or describe the blog for people if they haven't read it and also just Tell us about like what inspired you to start a blog of this kind. All right. So um, the Weekly Pencil is obviously a blog about pencils. Um, I started by using one pencil a week um, and then writing about that pencil I used for that week. Um, it's kind of evolved a bit, um, you know, into reviews of other things, but I still stick to that minimalistic sticking with a pencil until it's not sharpenable anymore. Um, So I was actually inspired to start a blog about pencils by Johnny's blog. Yay, Johnny. Um, Join the club. I came across (laughs) it. We all were. (laughs) Yeah, like I came across it years ago 
Um, and I actually, I'm still looking for the posts, but I had blogged about pencils before on WordPress. I, I don't know where it is. I'll, I'll find it. But so that kind of inspired me. Um, and then when I became a member of the Erasable group, um, my Facebook feed was full of pencils all the time. <laughs> so it just kind of yeah. went hand in hand. As, I, as, as I, it happens. <laughs> yeah, like I felt that... Th- there were, you know, blogs out there about stationery and pencils and, and everything, but there just weren't enough. Like there were things like what I was doing was something that I wanted to read myself. Um, I wanted people to spend time with a pencil because you can review a product. Um, you know, you can use something, write a full page with it and then talk about it. But until you use that pencil entirely or as much as possible, you're not going to really have that good idea. Um of how that pencil performs. Oh, so nerding out on nerding. So <laughs> what does your blogging workflow look like? Like, do you draft your posts in pencil and um, what blogging platform do you use and how do you handle images? So I don't have a workflow. Um, when I'm not in school, so over the summer, I tend to be a little bit more organized, but because I'm a full-time student and I also work, um, it's really kind of hard to sit down and, and completely map out what it is I'm going to do um, in detail. Um, I kind of go with an idea and then follow through with that idea. Like uh, last week, I did the Musgrave pencil you know, review of several different ones. I kind of just did it as I went, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have anything planned out. Um, so I don't draft in pencil at all. Um, and I use WordPress. It's just easiest for me. Um, it's just kind of point click, um, you know, real simple. And right now I'm using my cell phone, um, to take pictures but that's it look really good yeah that's actually gonna change that's my biggest thing is learning a little bit when it comes to staging photos and just just making them look good i i know that i'm big on content like i won't just go to a blog and look at pictures and be done with it like i I read what it says but there are some people that are drawn to imagery and i kind of want to be really good at both so um, but yeah, no, I just use my, I have a Samsung Galaxy S6 and that's it. Yeah. I, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's nowadays I feel like, you know, most good smartphones will take like pictures for the blog just, just as well as like, maybe not like really fancy DSLRs, but just like most point and shoot cameras. Yeah. So DM, I'm interested to know what your favorite thing about, um, about your pencil blogging has been so far like you know and like it's i don't know if it's planning editorial or like just like taking part in the community or what but I'm interested to know about that um i i have a couple favorites i think being a part of the community is good it's always fun when you find your little group of people that don't look mm-hmm. at you um strangely when you say that you love pencils uh-huh. <laughs> um, which, which actually happens often for me because as a college student, um, people tend to notice that I'm using different pencils or I'm using an interesting sharpener and like they, they see 
you know, I have a setup every class. I, you know, have everything laid out and, you know, people just ask about it. And then when you tell them I blog about pencils, usually they laugh <laughs> oh. or, you know, yeah. say, is that a thing? So I really like the community. I like, you know, being involved with other people that, that get it, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I do like that whole um, aspect of being a blogger that talks about pencils. I like having people to talk to that don't know about pencils. Like just the other day, someone was using like a black Ticonderoga and um, they asked me what my favorite pencil was, which is a bad question. <laughs> um, I could go on forever about it. But so I had a, I had a black wing 602 on me and um, I said, you know, this, these are, this is one of my favorites. And, and uh, she was like, oh, is this, re- is there really a difference? So I said, right with it. And within like a minute, she was like, yeah, I get it now. So it's, oh, yeah. it's really yeah. like mm-hmm. talking to people about, about it. And it's a conversation starter. I feel like if I had a thesis for my blog, um, or just sort of like my interest in pencil blogging in general, it would be, it's amazing how much better a good pencil is than a crappy pencil. Like, yeah. Or even yes. how much better a good pencil is than like a normal, like an average pencil. Like yeah. Yeah. Beyond the crappy ones. Like if, just, if, if like high end pencil retailers like invested in giving everybody a, um, like a good pencil just to like try out, I feel like they would just, convert so many people <laughs> yeah yes absolutely mm-hmm. so as we're getting ready for this episode i was digging through your archives uh from your from your podcast which i was going to say like i feel like if you're and does your blog have a index for the pencils that you've i written about i tag the entries um uh-huh. i think with WordPress, I don't have that like visible. Like you know how you can make like different things yeah, visible yeah, yeah. on the sidebar. Um, I should do that, but no, I I do. Yeah. Side tag note: every post that would with be awesome. Brand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Cause, like I was looking for that because I was like I wanted to like go through like the whole like list, but I was just going back through your archives and looking at all the cool posts you've done since you started it, which was I think if I remember right, was it something like November of last or of twenty fifteen? Twenty fifteen. Or summer. Yeah, I thought it was. I it thought was... it was fall or late summer or something like that. So it's been a while. I was looking through and I was, yeah, I was wondering if you could tell us about what was your favorite post so far. Which you can kind of interpret that however you want. It could be what pencil was the most surprising, or what, what, or or which pencil gave you the most satisfying week, <laughs> of, you know, sticking to it or using it down to a nub. Um, well, that was easy when I, when I saw that question in the show notes, uh, I immediately knew which one, um, it was the post I did. It was, um, in August of last year, I did a review of, or a comparison between the Nataraj neon and the casemate neon. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was before I really used the casemate pencils at all. Um, but because they look, I mean, they are the same pencil at the end of the day, it's the same thing. Um, but you know, I, I was really surprised how similar and how good these, you know, Walmart pencils were. I mean, I didn't expect much. Um, and now it's, it's, you know, I prefer the casemates actually over the Nataraj sometimes. Um, 
Nataraj neons, I have a few. Some write differently than other neons. I don't I don't get what that's about. But the casemates, I mean, for what they cost, they're consistent. In fact, I bought a gross a couple weeks ago, and I'm worried that they're going to change um, where they get their pencils from for next school year. So I embarrassingly bought a another gross. <laughs> so I have two gross of uh, the casemate neons. <laughs> Um, but that's okay because that only cost me $24. So yeah, they're not going to dry up or anything. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just worried that yeah. like next year they're going to go, um, because there are neon casemate neons that are not hexagonal that are made in the Philippines and they're horrible. They're the worst pencil I've used. Um, sounds like, so a, I really sounds like, like a Mongol compar- problem. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I really, (laughs) I really like the, the comparison I did. Um, like I went really in depth, like the more, like I originally was just going to write with both pencils for a bit and kind of see, but just every little aspect of each pencil, like as I went along with it was, was so similar, but yet different. Like I think actually on that post, um, I'd sharpened both and the casemate pencils, um, the, paint from the pencil actually separates from the shaving where the nataraj doesn't do that huh. um which made me think that perhaps i mean these are nataraj pencils i mean i would bet a lot on the fact that they are but i think they're seconds or maybe um not as many production steps have been you know incorporated into the casemate um so it was very interesting like i found all these little interesting things um about both um, you know, the casemates, while I love them, you know, you can tell the quality is not the same aesthetically. Like, you know, the paint's a little chipped and up by the ferrule, it's kind of, you know, gnarly. It looks like they like put too much lacquer on the pencil and then shoved it into the ferrule. So it's kind of like, you know, pushed up a bit. But other than that, um, you know, I, I just, it surprised me that a, what is it, you know, eight cent pencil, um, won me over like that. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, we could all we all fantasize about pencils. We want like Blackwing. If you're listening, a naturally finished Blackwing with a pink eraser and a silver ferrule and the fifty-six core. Blah blah. But standard. Yes. What is your <laughs> Grail pencil that actually exists? Um. Well, I have two. Um. Because. I mean, it actually exist as in has actually existed in the world or actually yeah. exist as in available to get still? Um, either one or even both. Well, have, so, okay. So I have both. So actually exist in the world that I'm able to obtain is probably the the original Blackwing. Um, I just, I can't justify spending the money on a single pencil like that. Um, but I do collect Everhard Faber pencils. So that would kind of just add to that collection. Um but as far as pencils that have been made that I have yet to see again, um, Everhard Faber made this pencil called the Elite. Um, it's a standard school pencil, but it, it comes in four different colors, like a like a yellow, green, blue, and red. It's really pretty. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I collect only Everhard Faber school pencils. I don't collect like their drawing pencils or anything. And I really like the stuff from when they're, 
um, logo was just that star and like the diamond. Um, so that's probably my grail grail pencil um, because even the erasers match the pencil. So, so yeah, so those are my two. Nice. I, those, I really like those, uh, those elite pencils. I had never actually seen those until I yeah. saw your, until you, you shared that, that link. Yeah. These are mm-hmm. pretty cool looking. And actually the Eberhard Faber elite reminds me of the, the latest Blackwing edition, the gold. Yes. Uh, yeah. What was it? What was the number on it? 530. Uh, yeah. 530. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, those are nice. So, so D, this is a, this is a question you, you asked me in your, um, in, when you sent me interview questions for your blog, which I guess is a mm-hmm. spoiler for maybe an upcoming feature, yeah. but um, uh, I'd be interested to know. So, what is what is your ideal deal pencil that does not already exist? So, like, um, if you if you could just sort of like make one, just conjure one up out of, from out of your head, what would it be like? And then I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine if you want to know a spoiler. All right. <laughs> so I'll start at the eraser end. Um, so, because I, I griped about this in my last post about Musgrave, their erasers are horrible. They're they're not worth even attempting to use. Um, and, like, I mean, at this point, I really don't use the eraser end of a pencil um, that often. But it'd be great if the, um, the Hinodawashi um, erasers that, that CW sells in her shop, mm-hmm. um, that kind of eraser on the end of a pencil would be great. Um, and then for the actual barrel of the pencil, um, I mean, I think everyone would probably agree that I really do love the 211. Um, so it would, it would be something that already exists, but it would be comprised of that. And then for core, um, you know, I mean, I do like the 24. Um, I do a lot of writing and note taking in pencil, um, and I found that the 24 is kind of like at that happy, happy medium between dark enough for me to like it, but not so dark that it smudges or ghosts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's an all around just kind of perfect kind of darkness for me. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, mine would... Mine, mine would have would be smooth like a Palomino 602, but it would have the point retention of the 24. Um, and then it would be magically lightweight like an archer, like a Baron Fig archer, but it, yet it would still be made of FSC certified California incense cedar. Um, and, then and it would uh, poop rainbows and... <laughs> and it would dis- dispense magical money. Unicorn. Amazing. Yeah. And it would be... You, know, you could exchange it as currency. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can kind of do that, that with awesome. Blackwing. <laughs> Um, no, I was just going to add for, for my pencil. Um, I forgot about the feral. I'm really like, I've seen it very rarely, but, uh, a feral that's metallic, but colored. So like a really cool metallic blue or a purple or, you know, so my pencil ideally would have, you know, come in a dozen. So it'd be like two of each of the rainbow colors. I mean, it would be fitting. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, I wish companies I guess it's not cost effective, but like to have that that feral with the with the metallic color would be cool. I'm we're curious about the the future for the weekly pencil and that's kind of like a two-part question like do you have any ideas for like a 
changes or like different directions you want to go with in the future? And also, do you? Ha- I'm I'm curious if you have like a master list of pencils that you haven't covered yet that you're like just sort of working your way through in order, or if you just kind of see what inspires you each week. Um. So for the future, I'm kind of going to stick to to what I've been doing, but I Andy kind of spoiled it a little bit. I I want to talk to the members of the community. Um, I don't know. I have this idea that that when people would you know look at me funny when I would say yeah I blog about about pencils and they were kind of like what like there's people that do that um you know I think it'd be cool to feature members of our community and and kind of ask them kind of the questions that you're asking me right now um how'd you get into pencils what's your dream pencil that kind of stuff you know um so so that's one thing that I'm going to be doing in addition to what I already do um and yeah I mean I was thinking earlier in the year to branch out and just review other stationary things. But I think for my lifestyle of being a student um, and being a student, that's not 18. Um, I I'm spread thin already. Um, so I'm going to stick to pencils unless something totally phenomenal comes out and then I have to talk about it. Um, but I've been actually working through the pencils that I own. Cause there's many that I own that I have never talked about. Um, so the, the Musgrave, you know, roundup, I just took every Musgrave that was available to be purchased. Cause that's another thing. If I talk about a pencil, I want people to be able to buy that pencil. I don't want to, you know, you know, talk all about this great pencil and then you can't buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh, and this so is, this is Sorry. I really love the Van Dyke. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I actually do love the Van Dyke. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's like I, I want people to be able to purchase them. Um, so I usually use CW Pencils since she has the biggest uh, catalog. Um, you know, and that's one thing I, I didn't mention yet. I, I should have, you know, before. Like, I, I really don't – everything that I do for my blog, I, I don't really get free things. I think the only free thing I got to review – are two things – was the classroom friendly sharpener um, and a Tom bin bag, which I, I don't know how that happened, but I went with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but no, I, so I buy everything myself. So that's another thing too, is cost. Um, you know, again, I don't want to review the original Blackwing 602 until people to go acquire it. And then it's 35 to $60 for one pencil. Um, yeah. So, like, right now... Every man's blog. Yeah, exactly. And right now (laughs) I'm working on... uh, I kind of posted a spoiler a couple days ago. Um, I'm going through the entire general pencil line right now. Yeah. So I'm spending the week writing with those, and then I'm going to talk about those. Um, The only other thing that I might do, um, this is kind of the opposite of what I just said, but I think it'd be cool just to talk about is go through some of the vintage pencils that I have just to kind of talk about them because I'm probably never going to use them till they're finished because I collect them and I want them, but you know, sharpening them up and and using them a little bit, it'd be really cool to, to see how they feel. Um, but not, you know, not any in-depth reviewing like, um, like I do with the current stuff. So speaking of in-depth reviews, you just a week or two ago published a big review comparing a lot of mechanical pencil lids. So for folks that haven't read it yet, could you run us through 
what you did and like really really quick conclusions yes so um i wasn't going to do this because I, I don't use mechanical pencils often um but i i see a lot of my classmates that do and they actually after they know that i talk about pencils and blog about them they ask me like you know what about mechanical pencils what lead should i use you know i never really thought of it you know um so i decided to i went to jet pens um it was like two in the morning and i was a little delirious and i bought every offering they had of uh you know graphite um and the times that i do use mechanical pencils is usually um sometimes at school like you know, I'll have to take an exam and sharpening is not conducive, um, to the classroom setting. So I'll use a mechanical just cause it's easier. And I was having trouble with using, I was using that Pentel crap that comes with, you know, the, the cheap Pentel, uh, pencils. Yeah. And it was very squeaky. Like it was so squeaky that people were looking at me <laughs> like, so <laughs> That was an issue, and that kind of sparked my idea. This was months ago. This was last semester um, that I thought about this, and I was like, "Man, I really gotta like order some good, good, you know, lead." Um, and I I like the look of mechanical pencils. I own a lot of them. I just they're not as charming as the wooden pencils. So I went through. Um, I used the point five millimeter just because, like, that's kind of the standard. That's what I prefer, um, and that offered the most the biggest range of, of leads that I could order. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did HB, um, for the same type of reason. Um, so yeah, so I, I went through all of them. Um, it was really hard. Um, actually some, I had to write and write and write with them to find differences because some performed so similarly that it really was hard to, to make that particular one stand out. Um, like the Tombow, um, like the Tombow leads, um, they pretty much felt the same. Um, you know, so it was really kind of hard to, to find those things. So it took a while. Um, and then there were some crap ones that stood out from the beginning. Um, you know, like maybe it was the price, but like the Lamy lead that I reviewed. Oh yeah. Um, where it was like $4 and 30 cents for a dozen lead. Um, and it came in this like horribly ugly case and just everything about it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it was, the, the lead was really hard and it wrote light, like it did not write like an HB and, you know, so, so as far as like things that stood out, that was on the one end of, of the spectrum of, of bad. Um, but my favorite um, would probably be the, um, the Tombow Mono Graph lead or the Pilot Neox Graphite. Hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Both were super smooth, but didn't sacrifice point retention to the point of it being frustrating. Um, and I use, it depends what I'm doing, but if I'm taking an exam where I have to write essays, I use the Unia Kurutoga pencil with the automatic rotation of the, the lead. Okay. So I don't have to keep rotating the pencil in my hand. Those are really nice. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so both of those, the Tombow Monograph and the Pilot Neox Graph Fight, were perfect as far as, like, point retention, darkness, 
They did not squeak, which was nice. Um, <laughs> What's the squeakiness factor from one to ten? <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was bad. I think only one of the ones I reviewed squeaked, um, and I didn't review the Pentel, and I kind of thought I should have to give like a, a like a like a baseline horrible, but um, you know I I, I did. It's a good band name. Yeah, Base, baseline horrible, but ba- yeah. baseline spelled with B A S S. Um, so yeah, so it was kind of this just like big undertaking and I spent many days just writing with different, and it was kind of a pain, um, because I was using the same pencil on the same paper cause I wanted some consistency. I mean, it's really kind of hard to have complete consistency, um, just cause it's so subjective. Um, but switching out the leads, like I have to empty the pencil completely and just put one lead in there. And then make sure that when I was done writing with that lead, I took it out and replaced it. And so it was it was a little crazy um, trying to, to orchestrate that. Because I did most of the, the writing at work um, during my downtime. So my desk was full of pencil lead. It, it was really, it was a really interesting re- review to me just because like, I don't read a lot of mechanical pencil reviews. And then I just sort of don't think about how part of a mechanical pencil is the graphite. Like I just think about like the actual mechanism, the barrel and like the clickiness, but like, yeah, like the core is still formulated like graphite in a wooden pencil. And it's like, can be way different from one to another. So it's a, I don't think a lot about mechanical pencils, but that was really interesting because it made me just, yeah, realize that a mechanical pencil as terrible as they are is also still a pencil. Yeah. And I think (laughs) what was really, What was really cool and unexpected is the variety in the actual case that the, the leads came in. Um, you know, cause you think it's just like, you know, I go back to the Pentel, but it's the standard, you know, square little thing and the top comes off. And I mean, some of these were really elaborately designed, like, um, the zebra Delgard, um, it actually, mm. a mechanical pencil was released by zebra as well with the same name. Um, it kind of has this little mechanism where, when you push down the thing on the side, a little trap door opens and pushes out one lead hmm. and that's it. So it's like, it's, it's really kind of cool how, you know, the, the products are designed themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There was a um, Bruce Eamon from um, Think on Paper Co. Uh, showed me this really cool Delgard that I think may have just come out in the United States, but uh, if you press down it on it too hard, so you're in danger of like breaking the lead, um, the thing, like the, the point that holds the lead just kind of like falls down over it and protects it. It's amazing. So yes. Good. That's, that's a pencil. I actually saw it, um, when I was in New York over in January and I yeah. didn't buy it just cause it was like $17. Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, no. So, so I really enjoyed doing that. Um, it was kind of like obviously the opposite of what I do. And now I just have a ton of pencil lead that I'll probably never go through. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so something I just kind of thought of is, you know, everyone, everybody has that one post they just never managed to get to, like they never managed to put it together. For me, um, it's a comprehensive post about in- index cards, just comparing some of my favorites and what I can do with them. Do you have that thing that's like a quarter of the way drafted in your, in your draft folder that's been there for a while? Or do you, do you have a, do you have a white whale post? Let me look in my draft <laughs> pile. Um, <laughs> Because it WordPress kind of like reminds you that you you have things you have not finished. Um, so every time you log in, it's kind of like, hey, I have this post. It's not 
so much about pencils. Um, it was titled Community, um, and I was going to talk about the pencil community, um, again, to kind of bring to light, you know, because a lot of people may come across this blog. Um, I got one email from, like, a teacher. Like, I was looking for school pencils or something, you know, and then they start reading the blog, and they're like, what is this? You know, what is all this, like, you know, obsession with, with pencils and, and, and stuff? So writing a post about the community, it's almost like like that, that very controversial post that I think several of us wrote similar posts about, like, it's not just pencils. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm still getting (laughs) comments on that one. Um, so it's like that, like I wanted to talk about the community, not controversially, um, but just talk about it's, it's, it is pencils, but it's kind of more than that. Um, it's people coming together, um, in this small little like niche hobby, um, and it's so vast, like it's limitless to me. I mean, I haven't reached the end. I haven't reached like the pinnacle of penciledom, so to speak. Um, so yeah, so that, that's one post that's kind of just sat there and I think it's just sat there not cause I don't want to do it just cause I get so many pencils because you know, you, I try to, whenever CW brings in new stuff, I like to try the new stuff. And then I inevitably want to write about that new stuff because you don't want to be late to the game when you review something new. Um, cause that's kind of an obligation you have as a blogger. Like you don't want to, you know, like I'm not going to do a pencil review of the Blackwing 24 right now. Like that would not be relevant anymore. So you got to kind of stay on top of things. Um, so I think that's why that fell to the wayside, but, but maybe I should resurrect that. I think mine, my <clears throat> white whale post, I, I would, I, this seems unnecessary, I guess, but I would love to write a post about um, how do you, like, what are the things you should think about if you, if you want to be a fiction writer and you want to write by hand and you want to write with pencils to, like, write a post about how do you, how do you think about it and how can you, like, give yourself the permission to narrow it down to the best choices for you? And like come up with a workflow that makes sense, you know, like how to how to do these sort of things, um, how to write fiction and write long things while also using pencils, which may seem uh, inconvenient, but at the same time is super rewarding. You know, like I, I always wanted to do one of those because I I like reading those not just about pencils and things, but like with with writing, like these sort of nuts and bolts, like how to like sit down and actually do the work. Cause I think for a lot of people in this, this world, I mean, you get so bogged down in the bajillion options that you can't like sit down and actually do the work, the thing you want to do and to write a post about how do you just like, don't feel like you have to pick the new best awesome thing all the time. Like just like which one bring mixed, which one, which one makes you happy <laughs> and which one fits your use. And then what's the process that you can go through to actually get the work done that you want to do. But I would need a blog to write that, though. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, post on our blogs. Yeah, or I'm telling you, yeah, Tim, you should just really hop on board this uh, tweet thread that's train that people are doing. The tweet? <laughs> just, oh, like the multiple just, tweets in a yeah, row. Yeah, just have like a hundred tweets in a row, uh, <laughs> threaded together. <laughs> and just put sad at the end of all of them, and then like a bunch of people would follow you. <laughs> sad. Right. Johnny, do you have that? Do you have that white whale post? Well, um, so I did, but I'm sort of killing it right now. 
or I mean, no, wait, I'm like, oh, kill it. No, no, I mean, I'm writing yeah, it. I love it. So, mm. the um, WordPress tells you what your most popular stuff is. So, my most popular post is usually this um, post that I did like in 2010 about pencil for long term writing and how pencils, you know, the best thing for your journal and stuff like that. So, I wanted to follow up with, you know, specifics like what are good pencils for journaling, what are good journals for journaling and pencil. And stuff like that. So I published one, and the other two are written. I just have to um, put pictures in them and publish them. Make so sure you use the word journaling and pencil done. a lot for SEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Tim, do you want to read some of the questions from the audience? Yeah, that sounds great. So uh, we got a question uh, that is... What other hobbies besides pencils do you have, Dee? Um, I'd have to say board gaming is my second biggest hobby. It almost became huh. the pencil um, hobby. Like, it almost overtook the pencil hobby. I mean, when I first started blogging, I actually was a blogger um, for a website that talked about, like, video games and stuff. But I was their board game reviewer. I would review board games. Hmm. Um. So I have over a hundred board games. My wife hates it, but she can deal. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I, you know, we had to to rent a larger apartment so I could have my room for board games. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so, and I never play them. I mean, I'm a solo board gamer. Um, I'm a forever alone board gamer. Um, it's hard in my area to kind of find people with matching schedules, and my wife doesn't play, so I buy board games that I can play by myself. Um, which is actually kind of a very zen-like thing to do. Um, so I And I'm also a video gamer, um, as evidenced by my um, what I'm currently consuming. Um, I don't have much time for it like I used to, um, but you know that's, those are kind of my two things. So games, I guess, in general, um, are my, my two hobbies, can, can in I, addition can I to ask, pencils. I'm just interested to know... Um... Can, will you share why your wife doesn't like board games? So I have a really good answer for this. Uh -huh. So um, my I don't know if anyone else is a board gamer that's listening or anything, but my favorite board game, my favorite type of board game um, are worker placement games. So like the game Agricola, for example, um, is my favorite <laughs> board game. Uh, so you basically, you know, the, the concept, the concept of the game is it's, it's not your typical roll dice move kind of thing. Um, you have to feed your family. You have to feed your animals on your farm. You there's a lot of decision making and a lot of thinking, and it's very slow moving. Um, and I, she hates that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just asked because I am sort of in the same boat. The like, I I also don't really care for board games, <laughs> and. I I'm always embarrassed to tell people that because like they're like what's wrong with you why like why don't you like yeah. board games and, and I always just say like I don't like to work to have fun <laughs> and yeah and I mean yeah <laughs> I I tried to get her to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons which was really bad um, <laughs> I mean she bless her heart she went with it um, but she you know laughed about you know I'm like okay so you can do anything in the world you want to do right now. And like it was just like it, it just didn't click, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she didn't get it, you know. So, um, so, so yeah. Gosh, I'm actually w with you in like a similar situation where I I love board games. I hardly ever get to play them. I mean, right now it's because I have like little kids, 
that like it only will happen at night. By the time they go to sleep, like we fall asleep because we're so, so worn out. But like my wife is not a big board game person. Um, and I remember we went through this period of like a couple of years where I kept asking for games that I wanted. Like I remember when I got when the first time I got Settlers of Catan, and like which is like the one. I mean, everybody knows what that is, but I finally got my own. And I have mm-hmm. played it twice yeah. since I got it because I have nobody to play it with. And then also, I remember I got Bang, the card game, uh, the like spaghetti western yeah. card game, which I had wanted forever because I played it with somebody. Yeah. And I have not even opened it yet because I have nobody to play, <laughs> nobody to play with. Which so I need to start finding some of these solo board games. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cool. thing, the thing that that uh that really drew my wife in, and this might help you, Andy, is games with very simple rules. Not that you're simple no, <laughs> at I, all. I agree. <laughs> but, simple um, words. Speak slowly. It can be overwhelming. Andy will understand. So, I like the ones so, like, that... Tic- <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say Ticket to Ride um, is a pretty mainstream <sighs> game. It's a great game. Um, and also Pandemic, uh, which is a pretty cool game. Hmm. Um, you're basically trying to eradicate diseases before the entire world dies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my no wife's pressure. first board game that she played to completion. Hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I, those kind of things. I like the kind where um, it's a little bit more. I don't. I don't know what the right word is. Like, you you use your creativity to try to like win over the one who's judging. So like, um, I like Balderdash a little bit. The one where you basically mm-hmm. try to come up. Is that the one where you try to come up with a fake definition for words? Balderdash. I think so. I think so. Yeah. That one and then like you know your standard like cards against humanity slash apples, you know, apples and oranges whatever. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember the name of any of these. these apples games, to apples. Like, <laughs> yeah, apples to apples. Yeah. yeah, apples to apples and like cards against humanity like all that stuff. So, I like those kind of games. It's yeah, just mostly like when there's a lot of arbitrary rules that I don't just like quite understand the logic to or we have to like spend a lot of time reading the manual things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, cool. <clears throat> Thanks, Michael, for the good question. Uh, one other question we got from the the gallery is just that: uh, What is your f- favorite pencil accessory? And I think we'll wrap it up with this. But like, aside from pencils, what is your favorite item of uh, pencil accessory? Um, well, Pollux number one. Mm. Um, that's mm-hmm. my favorite sharpener of all time. Um, and those Hinodawashi erasers that uh, Caroline sells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are my two. Nice choice. Those are cool. And actually, there's another question. I didn't see this, but uh, uh, there are two. Uh, favorite Nintendo game, and what stationary stuff have you given away to your classmates? All right, so favorite old Nintendo game. That wasn't specific or NES or SNES. or um, So <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Super Nintendo, uh, Super Mario uh, RPG. I forget the exact title. Hmm. Um, I didn't know there was, was one. A, yes, uh, the Curse of the Seven Stars or something like that. It was actually made by um, Square Soft, which is now Square Enix. Um, they make the Final Fantasy games. So it was a really in-depth RPG, but you played as Mario. Um, it's It was really cool and deep. So that's probably one of my favorites. Um Cool. Of all time. Yes, and then uh, stationary stuff that you've given away to classmates, or we could you could also take that in, uh, to students you've worked with in the writing center or whatever. 
Yeah, so I have, I would love to give away my Casemate Neons, and there's, I, I mean, I have enough of them mm -hmm. to do that, but I feel like some people would balk at the idea that this is a pencil you can buy at Walmart. Um, it kind of has that, you know, connotation to it. Like, what do you mean? You're into pencils and you're going to give me a pencil from Walmart? You know, like, so <laughs> I, I carry around, <laughs> I carry around a bunch of, uh, general, uh, pencils, um, I really like the Pacific. Um, they're cheap enough to, to give away. So when somebody asks for a pencil, because believe it or not, I don't know if it's the school I go to, but a lot of my classmates use pencil. Um, not wood pencil always, but, but mechanical and wood, I see more than I did when I was at my previous college. So I'll give them the pencil to use and then just say, oh, you can keep it. Um, you know, to kind of plant that seed. And uh, mm -hmm. occasionally um, I'll plant pencils in the library at my school. Um, we have a huge, like, old Harry Potter-esque library. I, I go to Mount Holyoke. Um, so it's very old. Um, so there's all these little nooks and crannies that, that you can hide things and put things. And there's pencil cups everywhere. So um, I'll either dump pencils that are not bad, but pencils I don't like. Like the Archer, for example. <laughs> um I put some of those in a, a pencil cup or, or, you know, um, and even some casemates just to kind of help them out. Cause they, they have those horrible universal brand pencils. I think you can get them from like WB Mason or something. Mm -hmm. So just having cheap enough pencils to where it's cost effective for you to give them away, but good enough for them to possibly fall in love with them. Cool. Good answer. Yeah. Well, D it's been really great having you on. Thank you for spending uh, so much time with us, especially with all the Skype and QuickTime issues <laughs> we had at the beginning. But it's been <laughs> yeah. a real pleasure talking to you. Can you uh, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? So blog is theweeklypencil.com. Um, Instagram, which I haven't been posting much lately because I, I gave up my smartphone for the semester. But um, Instagram is the same thing, the weekly pencil. And then Twitter, I have a Twitter, but I, I don't use it. It just automatically posts Twitter when I post a blog post. But mm. same thing, uh, the Weekly Pencil. I tried to keep it, like, you know, all the same. Uh, so the Weekly Pencil everywhere. Nice. Cool. Uh, Andy, where can people find you on the internet? I'm at woodclinch.com, and then I am on uh, Twitter as at A-W-E-L-F-L-E. A -E -E. Nice. Johnny? I'm on the internet at PencilRevolution.com and on Twitter at Pencilution. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. The show notes for this episode will be at Erasable.us slash 71. That seems like such a big number. It just kind of blew my mind when I read that number. Uh, 71. 71 episodes. Boom. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, which is growing constantly at Facebook.com slash group slash Erasable. Also, like our page which is facebook.com slash erasable podcast, which is kind of the, uh, uh, I forget the word we've used for it in the past, but it's where uh, new episodes will be posted that you'll be notified in your Facebook feed. We are on Twitter at Erasable Podcast and on Instagram at Erasable Podcast. So please follow us there. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at episode 72. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.